Chapter 18 of My Reminiscences by Rabindranath Tagore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 18 My Home Environment. One great advantage which I enjoyed in my younger days was the literary and artistic atmosphere which pervaded our house. I remember how, when I was quite a child, I could be leaning against the veranda railings which overlooked the detached building comprising the reception rooms. These rooms would be lighted up every evening, splendid carriages would draw under the portico, and visitors would be constantly coming and going. What was happening? I could not very well make out, but would keep staring at the rows of lighted casements from my place in the darkness. The intervening space was not great, but the gulf between my infant world and these lights was immense. My elder cousin Ganendra had just got a drama written by Pandit Thakkartana and was having it staged in the house. His enthusiasm for literature and the fine arts knew no bounds. He was the centre of the group who seemed to have been almost consciously striving to bring about from every side the renaissance which we see today. A pronounced nationalism in dress, literature, music, art, and the drama had awakened in and around him. He was a keen student of the history of different countries and had begun but could not complete a historical work in Bengali. He had translated and published the Sanskrit drama Vikramurvasi and many a well-known hymn in his composition. He may be said to have given us the lead in writing patriotic poems and songs. This was in the day when the Hindu Mela was an annual institution, and there his song, Ashamed Am I to Sing of India's Glories, used to be sung. I was still a child when my cousin Ganendra died in the prime of his youth, but for those who have once beheld him, it is impossible to forget his handsome, tall, and stately figure. He had an irresistible social influence. He could draw men round him and keep them bound to him, while his powerful attraction was there, disruption was out of the question. He was one of those, a type peculiar to our country, who, by their personal magnetism, easily established themselves in the centre of their family or village. In any other country where large political, social or commercial groups are being formed, such would as naturally become national leaders. The power of organizing a large number of men into a corporate group depends on a special kind of genius. Such genius in our country runs to waste, a waste as pitiful, it seems to me, as that of pulling down a star from the firmament for use as a lucifer match. I remember still better his younger brother, my cousin Gunendra, footnote, father of well-known artists, Gaganendra and Abhanindra. End of footnote. He likewise kept the house filled with his personality. His large, gracious heart embraced alike relatives, friends, guests, and dependents. Whether in his broad south veranda, or on the lawn by the fountain, or at the tank edge of the fishing platform, he presided over self invited gatherings, like hospitality incarnate. His wide appreciation of art, and talent kept him constantly radiant with enthusiasm new ideas of festivity or frolic theatricals or other entertainments 
found in him a ready patron and with his help would flourish and find fruition we were too young then to take part in these doings but the waves of merriment and life to which they gave rise came and beat at the doors of our curiosity i remember how a burls composed by my eldest brother was once being rehearsed in my cousin's big drawing-room from our place against the veranda railings of our house we could hear through the open windows opposite roars of laughter mixed with strains of a comic song and would occasionally catch glimpses of akshay masmudar's extraordinary antics we could not gather exactly what the song was about but lived in the hopes of being able to find that out some time i recall how a trifling circumstance earned for me a special regard of cousin gunendra never had i got a prize at school except once for good conduct of the three of us my nephew satya was the best at his lessons he once did well at some examination and was awarded a prize as we came home i jumped off the carriage to give the great news to my cousin who was in the garden satya has got a prize i shouted as i ran to him he drew me to his knees with a smile and have you not got a prize he asked no said i not i at satya my genuine pleasure at satya's success seemed to touch my cousin particularly he turned to his friends and remarked on it as a very creditable trait i well remember how mystified i felt at this for i had not thought of my feeling in that light this prize that i got for not getting a prize did not do me good there is no harm in making gifts to children but they should not be rewards it is not healthy for youngsters to be made self-conscious after the midday meal cousin gunendra would attend the estate offices in our part of the house the office room of our elders was a sort of club where laughter and conversation were freely mixed with matters of business my cousin would recline on a couch and i would seize some opportunity of edging up to him he usually told me stories from indian history i still remember the surprise with which i heard how clive after establishing british rule in india went back home and cut his own throat on the one hand new history being made on the other a tragic chapter hidden away in the mysterious darkness of a human heart how could there be such a dismal failure within and such a brilliant success outside this weighed heavily on my mind the whole day some days cousin gunendra would not be allowed to remain in any doubt as to the contents of my pocket at the least encouragement out would come my manuscript book unabashed i need hardly state that my cousin was not a severe critic in point of fact the opinions he expressed would have done splendidly as advertisements nonetheless when in any of my poetry my childishness became too obtrusive he could not restrain his hearty ha ha one day it was the poem on mother india and as at the end of one line the only rhyme i could think of meant a cart i had to drag in that cart in spite of there not being the vestige of a road by which it could reasonably arrive the insistent claims of rhyme would not hear of any excuses mere reason had to offer the storm of laughter with which cousin gunendra greeted it 
blew away the cart back over the impossible path it had come by and it has not been heard of since my eldest brother was then busy with his masterpiece the dream journey his cushion seat placed in the south veranda a low desk before him cousin gunindra would come and sit there for a time every morning his immense capacity for enjoyment like the breezes of spring helped poetry to sprout my eldest brother would go on alternately writing and reading out what he had written his boisterous mirth at his own concise making the veranda tremble my brother wrote a great deal more than he finally used in his finished work so fertile was his poetic inspiration like the superabounding mango flowerets which carpet the shade of mango tops in springtime the rejected pages of his dream journey were to be found scattered all over the house had any one preserved them they would have been today a basketful of flowers adorning our bengali literature eavesdropping at doors and peeping round corners we used to get our full share of this feast of poetry so plentiful was it with so much to spare my elder brother was then at the height of his wonderful powers and from his pen surged in untiring wave after wave a tidal flood of poetic fancy rhyme and expression filling and overflowing its banks with an exuberantly joyful pain of triumph did we quite understand the dream journey but then did we need absolutely to understand in order to enjoy it we might not have got at the wealth in the ocean depths what could we have done with it if we had but we reveled in the delights of the waves on the shore and how gaily at their buffetings did our life-blood course through every vein and artery the more i think of the period the more i realize that we have no longer the thing called the mujlis footnote in bengali this word has come to mean an informal uninvited gathering End of footnote. in our boyhood we beheld the dying rays of that intimate sociability which was characteristic of the last generation neighborly feelings were then so strong that the mujlis was a necessity and those who could contribute to its amenities were in great request people nowadays call on each other on business or as a matter of social duty but not to foregather by the way of mujlis they have not the time nor are there the same intimate relations what goings and comings we used to see how merry were the rooms and verandas with the hum of conversation and snatches of laughter the faculty our predecessors had of becoming the centre of groups and gatherings of starting and keeping up animated and amusing gossip has vanished men still come and go but those same verandas and rooms seem empty and deserted in those days everything from furniture to festivity was designed to be enjoyed by the many so that whatever of pomp or magnificence there might have been did not savour of hotter these appendages have since increased in quantity but they have become unfeeling and know not the art of making high and low alike feel at home the bare-bodied the indignantly clad no longer have the right to use and occupy them without a permit on the strength of their smiling faces alone those whom we nowadays seek to imitate in our house building and furnishing they have their own society with its wide hospitality the mischief with us is that 
we have lost what we had but have not the means of building up afresh on the european standard with the result that our home life has become joyless we still meet for business or political purposes but never for the pleasure of simply meeting one another we have ceased to contrive opportunities to bring men together simply because we love our fellow men i can imagine nothing more ugly than this social miserliness and when i look back on those whose ringing laughter coming straight from their hearts used to lighten for us the burden of household cares they seem to have been visitors from some other world end of chapter 18 read by lambda